Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, whichever day you're listening to this. Welcome back, Soul Tribe and beautiful souls. I was so excited to be back. Um, this is the kickoff, I guess, to like season two of uh, my podcast. I took a hot minute, <laughs> a hot break uh, to just recalibrate, level up some of my skills, um, and find new offerings for everyone and just like experience life. But I'm so excited to be back and I'm so excited to connect with, um, all of you through the platform of this podcast. So welcome today's topic. We're going to talk a little bit, um, about symptoms, um, and modern medicine. So come on with me. Do you feel trapped in a cycle or pattern in your job, relationship, lifestyle? Are you tired of feeling sluggish, overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, or powerless to the circumstances in your life? Are you finally ready to take back your power, transform your life in your deepest, darkest moments, and truly, truly start living the life of your dreams? Hey, y'all, it's your girl B here with Back to Your Roots Podcast. And this is another episode. Hello, tribe. It is season two of the Back to Your Roots podcast featuring B. And let's get right back into finding ways to elevate every inch of your life um, and gain more tools and awareness for you again, in all areas of your life. I'm so excited to be here. So modern medicine and spirituality or alternative medicine. I think ever since, uh, I'm going to take you way back, ever since um, I was younger, there's always that looming question of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And when I was in high school, I always, like, I always wanted to help people. And I really liked um, healthcare and medicine. So I was, you know, researching doctors, gynecologists, nurses. Um, and I did actually try to apply for, um, to be a nurse. I thought that's what I wanted at the time. And then in, um, and then my grandpa got sick. And so he was, he was, this was probably grade, grade eight and grade nine. My grandpa was sick and he had a lot of like health stuff. They thought it was in his lungs. They thought it was possibly cancerous, but at this time, like he was 84, 85 years old and to do any possible treatment at that age would have been far more invasive. So he was getting a lot of water buildup in, in his lungs And my aunt, who owns um, a store just outside of London, Ontario, uh, she knew someone who was a reflexologist and made all of these lotions and tinctures 
literally from her farm. And, like, absolutely incredible woman. So this was what kind of planted the seed or sparked this concept for me. I feel like it had been trickling out throughout the rest of my life. Like, all these little breadcrumbs were kind of accumulating to, like, this newfound alternative medicine. For me, anyway. But I really started to dig into this. And then when I was in my fifth year um, of high school, I took a reflexology class and that led me to Reiki. And then I did all of my Reiki degrees. And then I went off to Brock and university and did a bachelor's in public health or community health. And this was It was interesting sitting in some of these classes because I was very submerged into health policies, public health, the way of modern medicine, and wanting to always kind of come at it from like a holistic or a wellness um, standpoint. But I knew at the end of this career or at the end of my degree, I was, it was like a stepping stone. I already had my mindset on doing homeopathy. So I kind of continued along the way, but always having this back and forth dynamic, I guess, so to speak, in my head of being in the world of modern medicine, hearing it, surrounding it, but very much being pulled to holistic practices. And then off to homeopathy, um, where a lot of the world still doesn't know a lot about homeopathy, which I think is a huge shame because at least in the Western world, a lot of people don't know about it. In the Eastern world and in Europe, it's far more prevalent. And it's probably one of the second largest alternative medicines around the world. And it's done a tremendous amount of work with um HIV and AIDS in Africa and in pandemics. Um, But unfortunately, in the Western world, it gets noted as this like pseudoscience. Um, And it gets a ton of slander and it's not at all recognized, which is such a shame because the impact and the healing properties of homeopathy are literally second to none. And it's so beautiful as you watch um, people's cases unfold um, and healing really coming to their body in all avenues just after, you know, one dose of their, their remedy. So for the longest time, I moved into this kind of perspective of you know, I guess of duality because in, in West, in the Western world, we really like to create duality with things and probably not just in the Western world, but we really like these concepts of good and bad. And we like to pin things together and we like to compartmentalize everything and everything has to have labels and boxes because I think sometimes that gives us a sense of control of the un the unknown. If we know something or if we can put something or label something, then it creates a controllable. Um so I was always kind of caught between these these two. And but my love was really my love is always 
holistic medicine, not denoting, you know, modern medicine by any means. So then as I continued down my path, um, I started, you know, really doing my healing, really working with my Reiki practice, gaining more holistic modalities, holistic understanding. So y'all know I did um, a Reiki or a yoga teacher training recently. Um, now I'm doing Ayurvedic medicine. So all these really beautiful practices that the shame is, is like, it's not, there's a, a, a looming threat or it's either not well known or educated, or it becomes a looming threat to modern society in some perspectives, don't get me wrong. Um, or for some industries for sure, or companies, but I think looking back on this whole perspective of like the pandemic that's been happening on a global scale, you know, I think if we've learned anything from the pandemic is we've learned kind of like just how unhealthy we are as a society and in the concepts of like our physical health, our emotional health, our mental health, our spiritual health, there's a huge field out there right now. It's, I guess, a new kind of upcoming field, but it's not really new. And it's called um, psycho um, immunology. And it's about the concepts of psychology and um, our immune system and how, you know, stress and psychology, which is something we've known forever. Like if you look at any chronic illness, what's the number one, like, you know, leading cause or contribution or correlation to it is stress. And what is stress? It's our mental, emotional, spiritual aspects. So I think when we really boil things down, um, this pandemic's really, really taught us like how, how unhealthy we are and how much we haven't maybe dealt with some of the stress in our life. And that's why I love, um, alternative medicine because it doesn't, I mean, you, there's extremists in every field. So you can 100% come across an extremist in the alternative medicine who completely, um, you know, pushes aside modern medicine. Um, but I don't like to have that approach. I like to create a balance of like neutrality, even though I'm in like the holistic um, medicine field. I like to try to create neutrality. And, and I think that there is this, there is just cause for both industries. And when we, I think, put down our differences and actually move forward and work together in both industries, that's when we will truly start working for humanity and with humanity. So recently, I it was last Thursday, I actually took a trip to the ER. <laughs> so um, I was sitting there on my bed and I started getting like this burning sensation on my upper lip. And I was like, what is happening? And then it was my ear and then it was my arm and it was like on fire. Like I'm sitting two degrees away from the sun on fire. And I was like, what is happening? And my whole body started to heat up. Um, I started getting blotches everywhere. And then I started to eventually, um, started to get like this 
a chill as well, probably, you know, um, because my body was experiencing such extreme heat. So I called my mom and I was like, like I was home alone. I called my mom and I was like, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. Like I, I probably need to go to the hospital sort of thing because allergic reactions aren't something you want to be messing with, um, because they can escalate so fast. So I drive myself to the hospital my partner was at work, um, and I had driven myself to my mom's, uh, our clinic and then she had j- driven me the rest of the way, dropped me off at the, the ER. And by the time I gotten in her vehicle, like I was shaking. And then by the time I got to the hospital, they basically admitted me right away, took my history and, you know, um, took me right back in assess the situation. The nurses were fantastic. Um, they hooked me up to an IV. They listened to like, um, my little story about my vein issue, which normally never happens. Um, and then they hooked me up to, uh, an IV of, um, Benadryl. So it's interesting because in the moments, like, my body was shaking so much and I was in a lot of distress from like them getting the IV in and the doctor had come in to talk to me and he's like you know it's okay like just take a few deep breaths and I was like right yeah deep breathing okay yeah like so I'm deep breathing I'm deep breathing I'm visualizing like my whole spiritual team coming in you know surrounding me in light um I don't normally take a lot of drugs or over-the-counter medications so I was even visualizing like um, a white light coming in through my IV drip um, along with the Benadryl and as I started to like work with my breathing work with controlling like my body and allowing the Benadryl to do what it needs to do and allowing like this idea of light to permeate my body my body started to relax and my um, the heat that I was experiencing and the inner chill that I was experiencing started to dissipate and I felt far more comforted. So then they would go in and, you know, leave me and then check in on me, leave me and check in on me as I was kind of in and out of sleep because of the Benadryl makes you super drowsy. But I must say hands down one of the best experiences that I've ever had in the medical system. Normally when I go in and see my doctor because I'm I believe in being diligent in your health and I will tell any of my clients that come in to see me, you know, did you go get checked out to by your doctor? Has this been diagnosed with your doctor? Because ultimately that's not my job. My job is not to diagnose you. My job is to understand your possible diagnosis. Um, and then be able to help you from there by, you know, working with diet, nutrition, mindfulness, awareness, moving your energetic body. Um, but it's not to diagnose people. So I'm a huge believer in preventative health measures. And I always, you know, I'm super diligent about my health and my doctor's appointments. But a lot of the time when I go into the doctor's office, I get slandered. Um, or I kind of get poked fun at a few times because I, they know my profession. So it's very, it's very hard, I think. And it's hard when you're, 
a homeopath or you're in the energetic medicine field to feel respected by the medical community because it's a constant slander. Like we have documentaries out against, you know, poking fun and saying it's a spoof and and all that. And it's really it's really hard to feel respected even going through the whole um, pandemic at the beginning of the pandemic um, I think I can speak um, definitely on my behalf and on some homeopathics half it's it was frustrating knowing how much homeopathy or wellness nutrition moving your body mindfulness can really help with the pandemic but yet that's not on the forefront of conversation ever. And I, there was actually a, a news article about um, homeopathy and, you know, how much of a a placebo effect and how it's a scam and, and all of this stuff that was published in the newspaper. So it's, it's as homeopaths, we've been really disheartened the entire time. But I think this... You know, I don't necessarily, it was a kind of a weird fluke incident that this happened on Thursday. I'm not really allergic to a lot of things. I don't often have, you know, allergic reactions. But as I was sitting with it the following day, I was really grateful for that experience. I wasn't like, I wasn't in harm. Um, my throat wasn't closing up. There was, my lungs were healthy. You know, the doctor was so lovely. The nurses were so lovely. And it was such a great experience to have that and to feel supported in that manner. And it really got me thinking, you know, as disheartening as some of my colleagues feel, in the alternative to healthcare medicine or field, you know, it's really not the doctor's fault. They they learn a certain curriculum. And even in general, like I'm constantly, like with my time off, I'm um was constantly, you know, taking new programs and doing new things and getting new education because I don't even know it all. Like no one knows it all, and no one knows the depths of like our health. And in actuality, our health and our bodies are so complicated. Um, It has a lot to do with like spirituality, frequency, vibration, mental health, emotional health. And then it goes down to your physical health. But you could have, and our physical bodies are actually, it's hard to heal our physical bodies. It takes a long time. It's It's a slow process. You know, but it's because of our, our mental body, our emotional body, and our spiritual body are so bogged down by, you know, attachments and courtings and past lives and this life and ancestral healings and belief systems and and our emotions that we didn't even deal with when we were seven or two or whatever, that it makes it really hard for our, our physical bodies to actually heal. So... When we take a step back, I think we really understand, I think we can come to this beautiful understanding that, you know, we need both medicines. If you go, if you get into a car accident or if you need, you know, a super cute, something happening right then and there, um, then yeah, you need to go to the eMERGE. Like you need, you need to get, you know, conventional medicine from an MD. 
um, if you're extremely suicidal or like something else is going wrong, yes, like you must seek a professional. Um, and then in other areas though, like if you're having chronic illness, you might want to adapt an approach that blends both of them, which maybe not every doctor is for. Um, and that's, I think that's okay. Like, I think it's okay to be able to like challenge their beliefs or challenge the beliefs of the, you know, alternative medicine practitioner that you may be using at the time. Because I truly think that there's really, at the end of the day, there's really no right or wrong. There's just simply choice. But when we work together and when we can harmonize both medicines, I think we would actually be able to experience far more health and wellness on this planet than what we're experiencing now. And ultimately, the fact of the matter is like I have friends that are nurses um, and some of my clients are nurses and their system the healthcare system, especially in Canada, like is so bogged down and they work long hours and there's no quality of life and they're stressed. Um, whereas if we have, if we actually had a healthcare system that adapted both approaches, we might finally be able to see some relief with, you know, the amount of disease um, and chronic illness and mental health issues that we are experiencing. So at the end of the day, like even through all of the, like for the most part, even through all of the experiences that I've had um, with modern medicine and alternative medicine and how I was brought into alternative medicine and, and even the slander that I still experience on the regular basis, um, I, it doesn't really sway me and, and it does affect me at the time for sure. I'm human. Um, and I think the most, the most frustrating thing actually for me is the fact that I'm just like, but I can help, but I can help in some way. Like I can help just increase your quality of life in some way. And that's gotta matter. Um, so I think my frustration more airs on the fact that I just so eager to help, um, you know, elevate people to that next level or help them regain their power and, and to feel empowered over their health. Cause a lot of the times they feel powerless over their health and their illness and, and, um, diagnoses, which is, which is hard. Um, and unfortunately modern medicine, like they don't have the time to sit down and talk to them and what they know, um, is limited because it's working solely with the physical body. There's nothing wrong with that though. Um, but I, but at the end of the day, like I, I truly, truly feel that if we were able to somehow amalgamate both medicines, we would really be able to really help heal some people and do a lot of good because, I like I've always been a firm believer in like you need a whole team. Like every single human needs a whole team of people. You know, you might need an osteopath and a naturopath or a homeopath and a counselor and an MD and a dentist and an optometrist and an energy worker. We all need to be working together because we all have our specialties. Um, and they all have different avenues of health that we touch on. But if we were able to all come together in the same room, 
perhaps we would be able to actually shift and create a lot of healing because I love energy medicine and I believe it's like second to none, but it also has limitations because it doesn't, if you just go to a Reiki class and I teach Reiki. So I always say to my students, like if you're planning on, you know, opening a shop as a Reiki practitioner, then like you better plan on continuously going to a Reiki practitioner, getting a, a mentor and constantly learning. I'm all for that because, be, because it's not black and white. It's not just um, energy medicine. It's a huge component, but you also have the physical body. And when the physical body is going through trauma, you may need other tools in your toolbox. And some of those tools are, is modern medicine. You know, it's maybe you need that antibiotic. And then after the fact, you can go to your naturopath to formulate a protocol to help you heal your gut health properly and restore your bacteria flora. Maybe you need that vaccination because it's important. And then after you go to your people to create a protocol to help, you know, mitigate any possible side effects that may have occurred or again, like restoring your flora. Maybe you need to go on those antidepressants and then eventually like as you're getting to the root of it, you work with your um, medical doctor to help you diet, like reduce your dosing and stuff. But you're working with both sides. It's not just one-sided. It's not just taking one person's opinion at will. It's using your own like inner um, discernment. Another reason why I thought this conversation was so important is because as you actually start doing a lot of the healing um, that we need to be doing, you start to experience a lot of um, spiritual symptoms or um, ascension symptoms. What the heck does this mean, right? Um, I talk a lot about it in my post, which is also why this video felt so important for me to um, to talk about or promote. Um, so what happens when we heal or when we um, go through this spiritual process called ascension or dissension, um, we are healing and removing sorry, we're healing and transmuting. Yeah, that feels better. <laughs> we're healing and transmuting heavy energy in our body. So when we're born, just to kind of give you a little like energetic physical body standpoint here, when we're born, um, we, we come into the, you know, the, the egg, <laughs> the sperm meets the egg, fertilization takes place, um, but even at that time, what's happening energetically with mom, mentally, emotionally with mom, physically with mom, and and the same with dad, is being impermeated within the, like energetically impermeated within the egg as it's being fertilized. Um, and then the egg is growing in, in the womb, creating a fetus and a baby, um, and mom's energy and dad's energy is permeating the baby and it's creating beliefs and patterns and, and then there's ancestral DNA that, that gets and beliefs and patterns and trauma that gets woven in there. And then there's the soul that chooses the, 
to go into the baby and, and their stuff gets patterned into them. So we already start, even just growing as a, as a baby in the womb, we already have all of these uh, energetic stuff. And then we're born and then life kind of like happens to us. So these, this energetic stuff kind of creates these, um, they create these little energetic scars or samskaras or uh, cordings or attachments um, or just like heavier energy. And in the realm of Huna, the practice of Huna, we come to understand that in order to ascend or descend, and the uh, descension process is actually the process of bringing your higher self, your all-knowing, your only presence down into your physical body to be become more aligned and more within your heart space and living out from your heart space. So in order to do that, we need to transmute and shift and heal that heavier energy. Um... And that's the process of, um, you know, ascending or descending or, or ascent and ascension symptoms is the, is the shifting of those markers within the body. When those markers shift though, so a person can come to a healing session with me or any healer and they might after experience a spiritual detox. So it might look like a spiritual flu, it might look like a flare up of old symptoms or old pain and then it dissipates. Spiritual symptoms are fleeting. So they come on fast and they leave fast. Sometimes they might even last for like a month. Um, and often what happens is if you go to the doctors because you should be due diligent on your health and understanding, okay, is, you know, do I need to get checked out? Is this you know, so you have, like, you have to be diligent. Um, the doctor might come up and, and say like, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong with you. Or we don't understand what's wrong. The test results show up that everything's in order. Then you go to your naturopath and they might find something out of alignment. So they're working with you, working with you, working with you. And then maybe even, you know, everything's going really well, but they are not reaching that level of healing that they they want or you want. The symptoms aren't kind of like budging as much or, or it's the same thing with like a physio, chiro and an osteopath. Like they're doing all of the things you should be getting better, but, and you might be getting better, but then you relapse. So, and there's not true, a true sense of healing that takes place. And often the reason why is because there's a mental, emotional, or a spiritual blockage there. So as that blockage shifts, um, as we know in homeopathy, everything must come up and out of the body for a true healing to take place. That energy must be shifted and transmuted. Um, so when that happens, when heavier energy gets shifted and transmuted or healing takes place, whatever was trapped there needs to move. So the body kind of needs to recalibrate. And that sensation of um, transmutation can sometimes be uncomfortable and painful. Healing is 100% not all rainbows and sunshines and unicorns. Most of the time, my clients leave session feeling great, 
But other times, you know, they might, they might have spiritual flus or when I'm teaching and giving students attunements, they, they are a hundred percent going to have a lot of shifts. And some of those shifts are uncomfortable. Sometimes it's ending relationships, ending jobs, you know, and sometimes it's very physical and very visceral in the body. Like it's, they're in physical pain because Things are moving and shaking and the body saying, hey, you've stored something here or there's anger in your liver or something, which creates a very visceral response because energy hides out in like the cells and it hides out in the tissues and it hides out in the fascia. Um, and massage therapists will talk about this too, or fascial stretch um, therapists, because sometimes, you know, they'll be working with a client and that client will be able, will actually have an emotional release on the table. It's because within that area or that injury, there was an emo, it was still emotionally charged. So as they manipulated it and released it, the emotion was allowed to come to the surface. And when it came to the surface, the client was overwhelmed with emotion. So there are a lot of, there's a, a varying type of symptoms. Like we have actual physical, you know, acute symptoms from, uh, you know, accidents, car accidents, uh, acute, like acute cold flu, pneumonia, like viruses, bacteria. Um, we have chronic illnesses that occur, very physical symptoms. And then we have symptoms like, um, you know, spiritual symptoms where we're, our bodies are healing and emotions are coming up or we're irritable or we're in pain or something shifting or you can feel the attention more in your body. Whereas before you were ignorant to it. Now you can feel it and you have this newfound awareness of you moving through symptoms. And then we have like ascension, descension symptoms or collective symptoms um, where the whole planet is kind of experiencing you know, mood swings, or there's a higher frequency of energy pouring into our body of light. And when that happens, it shifts and moves heaviness. So there might be ringing in the ears, there could be digestive disturbances, there could be headaches, there could be insomnia, and then sleepiness, fatigue, like body aches. Oh my gosh, you name it, you could probably get it. The point is, is when we start to actually marry and create harmony with the modern medicine system and the alternative medicine system and the energy medicine system, we can really start to, you know, truly understand and navigate symptoms. Because at the end of the day, the symptoms are simply the messenger of something deeper happening within the body. And sometimes when we focus solely on the symptoms, we miss the root of the cause. Um, but symptoms are messengers because even when symptom, when you're healing, symptoms crop, crop up and your job is to move through them. But if you completely negate the medical system, you know, if a symptom's really bothersome for you, um, you could miss it and something could seriously be wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's so, so important to... To always be tapping in to be like, okay, is this a spiritual symptom? Is this a, you know, maybe I should talk to my counselor about this, or maybe I should talk to my energy medicine practitioner about this, or maybe I should talk to my naturopath or my osteopath, or go to my MD and get checked out. When we start to become extremists, we start to like negate um, 
viewpoints of political and like governmental and like structured systems that we've put in place. But that's not always the answer because we need like at the end of the day, you, it's your health, it's your body, you need to be due diligent. And unfortunately, you you don't really know what's lingering behind the skin. You only know what you can see. Like we don't really know. We don't have a microscope in or an inside look of like our liver and our stomach, our intestines. So we don't understand what's happening. And that's why it's so important to, you know, go seek out medical attention when you can. When I was having that reaction, I'm normally very on point of like, okay, like, do I need to go see help with this? You know, what's, what's kind of going on here in my body? I'm very aware, but I have a very different awareness as opposed to some people. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to you the ER and get this, get this checked out because yeah, it could have been some weird fluky spiritual thing that could have been happening. Or I could just be, I could have like, I sent my body, I've been doing a lot of healing and a lot of attunements lately. So I could have sent my body to a bit of a healing crisis or detoxification process, or maybe that made me more sensitive to, um, something in my surroundings or that I was intaking within my body. But regardless, like if I left it, I could have been in some serious trouble. So as much as on my platforms, I do talk about, um, you know, symptoms and spiritual health and uh, spiritual symptoms and the ascension process and the descension process. At the end of the day, um, it's so important to honor yourself and do the due diligence and go seek attention where attention is is needed and if that's in the medical system that's amazing I often will send clients away um if they come to see me with something wrong and I'm like did you go get checked out okay you haven't okay cool go get checked out by your medical doctor and then you come back and then we will we will come up with some sort of like game plan but not overriding or negating what the medical community is saying because they are experts of of their own right like you don't go to a plumber to, you know, sue someone or do something that a lawyer should be doing, right? So they're professionals for a reason. And I think every, there's a place for every professional. Um, And we really need to start respecting and creating harmony amongst the professionals. And when we do that, um, things can truly start to shift because a lot of people look up to these people like I sent I used to wear a lab coat I'm not joking I used to wear a lab coat um because in homeopathic college we were wearing we would wear lab coats when we would see clients so I kept that up when I was seeing clients because there's this psychological component that happens when you wear a lab coat or a white coat, right? We we look up to these people and we've been we've been um conditioned to take everything with a grain of salt. And I'm not saying do that because you're wearing a white coat. Or I'm not saying go and get a white coat. I'm saying we need to be more mindful, we need to be more educated, we need to be more aware whether you're spiritual or whether you're not. These symptoms are important and chances are you know, one way is, is not 
just the answer. And chances are you need a whole slew or a whole team or a whole ball game or a ball <laughs> ball, ball team of people to help you on the road to health and wellness. So that was a long rant of a many topics, <laughs> but um, I felt like it was important to like give a little bit of like my history, what I've dealt with as like a homeopath, someone in energy medicine, um, you know, constantly getting this like woo woo uh, look, um, but truly never negating the medical system. Um, and reasons why, like went to the ER on Thursday with, uh, you know, allergic reaction that could have been far worse than it was. Um, I was lucky a hundred percent, but I also was aware enough and due diligence, due diligence enough to be like, okay, I'm going to go to the ER. I don't really know what's happening to me. Um, it's a little bit of alarming where in other situations I might not have, but I've, I have that awareness within my body, which is important. And I know when I need to go to a medical doctor to get tested or, you know, get, um, my physical done or what have you. So there is room for all things. Um, and it's important that instead of creating this or that, or being solely against one and, and solely against the other, like the extremists, it's important that we come to some sort of common, um, ground, some neutrality and really start creating harmony and working together within the medical system, because that's ultimately how we're going to create harmony throughout the rest of the world. Anyway, tribe. I'm so excited to be back. Um, That was an intense conversation, but I felt like, yes, this is is what we're doing. This is what we're talking. So um, hopefully be back later this month for some for some other conversation. I'm so excited to like share with you everything that I've been doing and working towards. My practice has a huge focus right now on tools and offering tools and creating tools just to help because like we went through in this conversation, our health is so complicated and complex and we could probably never possibly understand it. And you know what? That's okay. We don't really need to. We need to let go of that idea of needing to understand it all. Um, But we do need to have tools and to have people and to have connections and to have that team of people supporting us and working with us to attain the goals that we need in life. So that's what I got for you today. Um, if you're looking for a little homework or some, you know, questions that you can kind of run on, run out, it's like maybe reflect on like what your team is and what are they offering you and can you expand or do you need, you know, have you been solely working on just nutrition and not the other components? Um, or are you solely working on just fitness and you haven't, and like a little bit of nutrition, but you haven't really dabbled into energy um, work? So again, when we become super singular focused, we're missing the rest of the pie. We're missing the whole puzzle if we're just looking at one piece, right? We need to bring in that whole medicine wheel that we learned in um, Native American medicine. We need the physical, we need the emotional, we need the mental, and we need the spiritual. And when we have all of it, it creates this oneness. It creates wholeness because the pie becomes whole. So 
Ask yourself, like, am I missing some practitioners? What can I do to round out some of my wellness things? Do I need some more tools? These kind of questions are good to start filtering in your head so you can start creating the action steps to going out there to elevate your life and to gain more health and wellness and wholeness. All right. I love you all. I hope you have an amazing week or day or evening or wherever you are. And I will talk to you next time. Bye for now.